You're listening to the weekly podcast of Citizens Church with Pastor Chris Norman. For more information on the work that God is doing through Citizens Church, please visit us online at citizenschurch.org. One of my jobs as a pastor is to lead you into and through seasons, right? Does that make sense? So we just came out of one season. Someone say summer. 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 Come on. You guys said summer like you're over it already. <laughs> like, like summer was great, right? I had a good summer, everybody. Did you? It was a little ridiculous. The weather was like, what the heck is happening in summer? But here's what happens in summer is, is we, we go on vacations. I hope a lot of you got some good time off and all of that. But we come out of summer and we, we, we go into the fall. And what happens in the summer is we just kind of... I don't know if you feel it, but you just kind of get into this kind of, I call it a slump. You get into a summer slump a little bit, kind of, you know, just, you know, you're not running the kids off to school. You're wearing flip-flops every day. Guys, you're in your sweatpants, some of you, you know, on the weekend. It's just a little different, a little different. And <laughs> Mike, I wasn't talking to you specifically, just so yeah. Um, but I do think what happens in the summers, we could actually even spiritually get into a little bit of a slump. I, I find myself sometimes just kind of falling out of, falling out of rhythm, and, and that happens a lot in the summer. And so what I want to do over the next uh, three weeks is lead you out of and lead us as a church out of any kind of summer slump. Come on. And let's go pressing into this next season together. You know, September is right around the corner. September marks the fall. And I don't understand it, but just like there's a harvest in the natural, there's a harvest in the spiritual. And in, in the fall, as a church, we always grow. We always see more people come know Jesus in the fall than we do all year except for when we get to Easter. And I'm telling you, I don't understand it, but it happens every single fall. People going back to school, getting back in rhythm, showing up in church, uh, and, and God just starts to move in a really special way. So that's all happening in September. We actually built a series around that uh, that season where you could be inviting your friends. It's a series you created that we, are, we, remember at Easter, we took a survey and we said, hey, what do you want to learn about? And what do you want to hear God's word on? And we're going to talk about that in September. And that's a great series to invite your friends out to. But between now and that September harvest, we're going to spend some time, come on church, just getting us out of shaking off any kind of summer kind of spiritual slump we might find ourselves in. Deal, everybody? Someone say deal. 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 Okay. So here's how we're doing it. I'm starting a brand new series today over the next three weeks that we've entitled Worthy. And we are going to look at what it looks like to worship God and how God has actually called us to worship him. And then alongside that, starting on Monday, tomorrow morning, we're beginning our two weeks of prayer together as a church. I want to encourage you to join us in prayer. Every day online, there'll be a devotional and you, and with a prayer topic that we're asking you just to pray over. There'll be some training in there on how to do devotion. Some of you maybe have not uh, been in a season of your life where you're doing devotion, spending time in worship, and we're, we're going to teach you and train you on that and lead you in that over two weeks. Then on the Saturday, someone say Saturday. Someone say Saturday. Every Saturday for the next two weeks in the morning at 8.30, we will be over at Vine Street Community Park, which is right across from the Fox Theater. And we're going to corporately gather together. Come on. I want to see all of you there. It's so much fun. 
We're all gonna gather together and we're gonna pray together on the next, over the next two Saturdays and uh, just have some corporate prayer out there in public and, and just be praying for our city, praying for our nation, praying for one another. And so I encourage you to join us there. And then on the last Sunday of, that, um, of our two weeks of prayer, I believe it's the 27th. I'm gonna look at it right now. I should have had that in my notes. The 27th, uh, on our last day of prayer over our two weeks of prayer, we are going to have a pursuit night, a revival night, call it what you want, but we want you to get here, um, or we're going to spend some time in worship and prayer. And I'm actually inviting a um, guest preacher out, Julian Lowe, who's the pastor of an uh, oasis church in LA that God has used in LA to shape LA. And I'm telling you, you do not want to miss it. Someone say, don't miss it. Don't miss it. Amen. I want you here. We're going to have a lot of fun. Does that make sense, everybody? So here's how I want to help lead us out of that summer slump is I want to start by asking you this question. You guys ready? By the way, I, I know I give warnings to my, my messages a lot, but I'm giving you another, another warning. I'm going to make you really uncomfortable today. Okay. But it's for a reason. I, I, I have some hopes for you. I have some hopes for us. So let's start with a difficult Difficult question. You ready? You might not think it's difficult. You're going to hear it and be like, oh, I know that. I know that. But here's the question. Uh, I'll make a statement and then ask a question. Statement is this. We all worship something. Listen, we all, every one of us, we worship something. Like, even if you're not Christian in here today, you're hearing me going, wait a second. You don't understand. I don't even believe in God. I'm not a, I'm not a religious type. I, I don't do all that. No, no, no. You worship something. You do. You see, worship is our response to what we value most. So worship isn't a religious thing. Worship isn't just a Christian thing. Worship is a people thing. Like you've been created by God to worship. Now, sometimes that worship is misdirected and you're worshiping things that are not actually worthy to be worshiped, but you're still worshiping. Like you have something in your life that you, you value. And what happens is if, if you actually value something, then your life responds to that which you value. You, you got a list in your life of things you value. Come on, all of us do. And on, there's something right now, and this is where I'm getting get a little uncomfortable because I'm going to poke at it today. Like, what is it? There's something right now that's on top of that list. It's the thing I value most. Now, now watch, here's what happens. If you value that thing most, chances are the people around you know you value it most because you talk about it all the time. People around you know you love it because, I mean, you, you dedicate your life to it. You, what you're doing is you're worshiping that thing. Matter of fact, you, we're watching you actually sacrifice toward that thing. And here's what I'm, I'm going to start. I'm just starting to poke. But, like, if you commit your life to it, so you start to, I mean, and then none of this is wrong, but when it's, like, all we know about you, okay, so... I, I joined that political party and I, I post everything about that political party. You're going to hear all about that. You're going to hear, not, I love Jesus, but we don't hear a whole lot about him. We hear all about my politics, all about my, you know, who, who I, who I want and what I think and what I, right. You okay with me so far, everybody? Like, so like careful now, careful now. Um, we, because we care about things like we, we commit ourselves to that political party. Hey, I care about a thing. I'm, I'm going to that website. I'm posting about it. I'm talking about it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, we live like this. I'm going to get there and do that by the t-shirt, right? 
Some of you got, some of you grew up, remember in like high school, you had your band, remember your band? And I had a band, it was called U2. Come on, somebody, come on, somebody. I tell you what, one of the best things, my, my wife and I have been to a bunch of U2 concerts and everything else, and I tell you something, friends. I, I had gone to church before. I wasn't a believer, but I'd gone to church before. I went to a U2 concert. There was more worship happening at the U2 concert than there was at the church I went to. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, everyone around me singing. They're lifting their hands. They're, they're, you, ever, you, ever been, you ever been to a, to a, like a football game? Come on, tell me your team right now. Come on, somebody, tell me your team. I want to hear. Yeah, okay, now watch, watch. Now, now, some of you will go to your football team, and there is more worship happening at the game than there was on Sunday at church. I value it. I, 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 I give my, I go all, I bought the t-shirt. Some of you got, your whole house is decorated. And that which you love, I told you I'm going to push and have fun. But come on, hang with me. The, the, the truth is we all worship something. Now, I, I need you to understand this. Like, what is it for you? And then we can go down to the list. Some of us, it's me. You worship self. Self is above all things. Some of it's money. It's, 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 it's education. It's fill in the blank. Like, what is that thing? I'm going to pick on those a little bit more later on. We'll really get into the weeds of it. But here's my thing is I want you to understand this. What is it? What are those things in competition? What's on your list? Now, understand this. God does not mind that you have other things on your list that you value, right? God doesn't mind that you value him and education, him and your political party, him and, like, God does not mind that you have other uh, things other than him that you value. He just has a really big issue when you value those things above him. That when, not just that they're on your list, but now they're above him on your list, and that's where we need to be careful. Because I think if we're not careful, we actually replace God sometimes. I think if we're not careful, we actually end up worshiping things that are not actually worthy of our worship. And if we don't pay attention, God is no longer on the top of our list. So that's why I'm picking on this as we go out of, come out of summer. It's like, hey, has anything, is anything right now that, that's just kind of taking that number one spot in your heart? And I want you to be honest with yourself and, and let yourself kind of wrestle with that question. I mean, there's a lot of things that are going to fight for your love, your adoration, and your devotion. Does that make sense? Right now, there's a ton of things fighting for, listen, I'm saying those very specific, on purpose. There's a lot of things fighting for your love. There's a lot of things fighting for your adoration. There's a lot of things fighting to be first worthy in your life. Um, what are those things? What's, what's battling for that, that top position in, in your life? Maybe it's a job, it's an experience, it's money, it's sports. It could be anything, relationships. Now, the reason this is so important and why I'm poking at it a little bit today, the beginning of our Worthy series, is because no decision is gonna impact your life more than what you worship. Like, no decision is going to affect you and influence your today and your tomorrow more than what you allow to be at the top of your list as you go into this season and as you walk through life. Nothing is going to influence your life more than that one decision. You see, what you worship shapes you, okay? Worship shapes us, all right? 
So there's this gravitational pull in every single one of our lives. And, and your life is going to kind of pull toward that which you give greatest value to. So you know what gravity, how gravity works, right? Two objects start, have this pull toward each other, okay? One pulls, the, the smaller one will pull toward the larger one. So whatever you make largest in your, in your life, your, your life actually pulls toward that. Does that make sense? There's a gravitational pull in your life toward what you worship. So think about it. If you worship money, if money is the thing that is of most importance in your life right now, I'll tell you what'll happen. You will make every decision in your life based upon, will it make me more money? And you'll get up against situations where you'll go, well, doing this thing to make that money isn't right, but because I worship money, I'm gonna do the thing I know is wrong to make the money which I actually worship. Um, Maybe for you, it's not money. Maybe for you, it's, well, it's just being accepted or acceptance. I worship acceptance. Can you worship acceptance? Sure. If you place acceptance as the top priority on your list and God is then therefore after that, now you're going to ask questions like, do I do it or not do it based upon whether it'll, right? Allow me to be accepted in this environment or at work or in this, like, is there acceptance? I, I, I know what God thinks, but that's not priority right now. Acceptance is priority. Here's what's happening. Careful. You're actually placing acceptance above God in your life. You're making a idol out of, out of acceptance in, in, in your life. And so um, if it's a profession, just poking out a couple of them, what'll happen is, watch, your life will, if that's the most important, what's most important for you right now? If it's the most important thing in your life, what happens is your life will pull toward your profession. And so you'll ask questions not like, is it right or wrong? What does God say? What, what does he think? You go, well, will it move me forward in my profession? Is it going to allow me to take the next step in my profession? You, you follow me, everybody. Come on, you follow what I'm saying. So it's a, it's a, it's a radically important concept. Because what matters most to you today will direct where you end up tomorrow and not only will it direct where you end up tomorrow, it'll direct who you're becoming tomorrow. Listen, listen. Your worship will shape who you actually become. Some of you, you go, I don't like it. I don't like who I'm becoming. Maybe you should look at your list and, and decide, well, what, what is on top? Change what's on top. Come on, you all right so far, church? Amen? You still love me. Come on, amen. All right, so... This, God knew that we would wrestle with this. And in the scripture, he's speaking to a people who actually did this. And I want you to see this over in the book of Romans chapter one. Romans 1, 21 through 23 says this. Romans one says, for although they knew God. So get it, they, well, we know God. We, we, we believe in God. Although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. In other words, they did not place God in his proper place within their life. But instead, here's what they did. They became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. It goes on to say this, claiming to be wise, they actually became fools. In other words, they went, they went we know what we're doing. We got this. I, 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 know, I know what's best, right? And it says, they claimed to be wise, but they actually became fools because here's what they did. They exchanged. Someone say exchanged. 
They exchanged the glory of God for the immortal, uh, the glory of God, the immortal God for images represent, resembling, you know, mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. So for, for them, it was, it was birds and animals and creeping things. For us, it's my job, my money, wait, fill in the blank. But I, do you see what it says that they exchanged? They know God, but they exchanged the glory of God, claiming to be wise. Well, we got this. I know what I'm doing. You know, I think it's one of the biggest problems in America today is that we, we go, we know what we're doing. Like, God, we don't need you on top of the list. We're going to put some other things on top of the list. And anytime you do, it just doesn't work out. The mess we are in, in so many areas in our country and in California, wherever you look, I tell you, the heart of it is, uh, God, we know better. God, God, we're not putting you on the list anymore. God, God, we're not, there's no more prayer in our school. And God, we're not going to, we, we, we got a new agenda here, God. Well, how's that working out? It doesn't. So we exchange. And I, I'm just wondering, have you exchanged? I mean, I, I was convicted going and prepping for this message. I had to tell you guys, when I preach, a lot of times I'm sitting there going, because this, it, it, it kind of forced me to go, hit reset a little bit. And what is on top of my list? So here's some things we exchange. I think sometimes we exchange good things. Saying good things, it's, it, you gotta be careful with good things because good things are easy to exchange because when we exchange them, we justify them. It's like, it's a good thing. So, so think about it, like that relationship, it might not be a bad thing. It might be a great thing. It might even be God brought this thing. The relationship's not a bad thing, but watch this, everybody. When it becomes an all-consuming thing, top of my list thing, all I think about thing, I have a good day, bad day, depending on that thing thing, then that relationship is now, like it's fighting to become, become an idol in your life. Now, hold up, you're going, I don't have idols. An idol is anything you place above God in your life. You've made that a little G God. The, the, the opposite of Christianity isn't atheism, it's idolatry. Did you, you right? So again, careful. There's some things that are fighting for that top spot. And, and, and sometimes they're good things. And I think good things are often the most dangerous things because they're very easy to justify. But I've walked through that in my life. Where, where, where as a young man, I'm like, I'm just so like, I got, I got, I got to find me a girl. I got to find me a girl. Like, I'm just so, and I found a girl. Her name was Tatum, but Tatum wouldn't look my way. She didn't even know I existed. And guess what? I would have a bad day or a good day, depending on whether that girl would look at me. Now I get it, but I got so, everything I journaled was that girl. Everything I talked about, that girl, everything I, and I remember God going, do you still love me? If you love me, you're going to trust me. Keep your eyes on me. You're going you're gonna to stop. You, you walk in the room and you're not going to have a good day or a bad day depending on whether Tatum's looking at you. Because like, I'm looking at you. Right? Does that make sense, everybody? So, so as soon as I release, and it was edging up there. And as soon as I released that, I was like, okay, God, I'm done. I just felt so much better. Why? Because now my life is aligned in the way that it's meant to be aligned. Where guess what? God's at the top of my list. Like, I would like you to notice me. I don't need you to, because God does. Does it make sense? So sometimes it's good things. I mean, that relationship might not be bad, but when it's all consuming, your money, come and talk about money. 
Money's a, is it a bad thing or a good thing? Some of you in here today, you're like, well, the Bible says that money is the root of all evil. It doesn't say that. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. In other words, the, the root of all evil is not money. Money's good. Man, thank God for money. We wouldn't be in this building today without money. We couldn't have lights on without money. We need money. We like, thank you God for money. It's a good thing. But it becomes a bad thing the moment it's an all-consuming thing. When you start thinking it's your money that provides for you and not your God, that's a bad thing. Your, your money tells you, hey, fool, trust in God. Take out a dollar, look at it. In God you trust. I think it is so funny. We have printed on the very thing that we want to trust. It tells you, don't trust me. <laughs> trust God, amen? In other words, that's what, what's what happens in tithing. What is it? It's a decision. Am I gonna trust God? Or like, no, I need the money. God's like, the money doesn't provide for you. I do, I do. And if you trust me, I can trust you with my, does that make sense? So be very careful. Matter of fact, when God was going and talking about worship, he said, and, and how we serve, the only one he mentioned on his list was money. You cannot serve, man cannot serve both God and, what do you say, mammon or money. Why money? Because he knew we'd wrestle with it. We would actually think that we needed more of it instead of just more of him. He's my provider. He's my provider. Come on, someone say it. He's my provider. He's my provider. So I don't know I can give money that top spot. God gets that top spot. Uh, come on, you keep going. Hobby, hobby. Like, I, I love to golf a lot. So, I like sports, you know, like your passions, your house, your car. I mean, any, your job, it could be anything. And you got to be very careful. I, I, I'll be real. Um, what is it for you? Um, let me ask you a couple, a couple questions. Like, what would your wife say it is for you? What would, it, what would your, hang on, what would your kids say it is for you? Kids, dad, dad, dad. Uh, what, would, what would your coworker, what would your friends say? What would your friends say it is for you? Like, what is it? And forget all that. Just let me watch the activity of your life this week. Can I just follow you around this week? I could tell you at the end of the week what it is you put at your top spot. What does your checkbook say? So I, I'll tell you about a season of my life. I'm, I'm pastor in Orange County and things are going great. Um, and I got, the, I, got a little, I, got a little, I got a little MG midget, everybody. So if you don't know what that is, it's a little British racing car. And I, I love working on my British racing car. I, I, I brought that thing. It was all dented up, messed up when it came in the, in the house. And I just got, I got a vision for a race car. I bored out the motor. I started working on this thing. I got the, you, like, I, I, I did the, the body work on that car in my garage. I painted it in my garage. Now, it might be illegal. I'm not sure, but... but <laughs> The cops did, the cops did show up. Somebody, neighbor did, anyway, long story. Um, now, now here's what I want to tell you, just so you understand how this works. Now, I was spending my money on that car. I was spending my time on that car and that's fine. But there was a season, I'll just be real honest with you, where it became like, there was so much stress with church and so much stress with there. I started throwing myself into that so much. It started to fight for that little, I know it sounds so dumb and but it fought for that number one spot in my life. Here's what happened. I started spending too much money on that car. I spent too much time on that car, too much thought and activity of my heart. Man, I'd be, I'd be at work just thinking about, man, I can't wait to go home and work on my car. 
I got to get away my car, my car, my car. My, every conversation, Tatum, hey, the kids are, yeah, well, I got to go do the car. I got to do the car. Well, look, the kids, they need you. To, my, it's in my car. I got a car. You follow what I'm saying? And I got, con- I, I started feeling, I got, con- it says, I know, I know you're thinking, it's just a car. I got convicted. The guy was like, you got to let go. So I, I, I was like, I had to stop. I, I was staying up hours at night working on my car. I got to work on my car. I'll beat up the next day at work. I can't function. Cause I, did you see what happening, everybody? And I'm sharing that with you because it, it, it'll happen in your life if you're not careful. And so I had it. I had, I literally took all the little, because you, you can't buy the parts online. You had little magazines. You had to order from, a, from British and blah, blah, blah. I had to take all that and go just like hide it somewhere. I, I couldn't even think. I had, a, I had a season where I just not even touch it. People are, why is that car not done? So because I love God. So it's not, that's why it's not done. Because I just had, I had to get away from it because it just was, you got, you get the picture. So sometimes it could be good things, you guys. You could be good things. Deuteronomy chapter six says this, do not follow other gods, the gods of the people around you for the Lord your God who is among you is a jealous God. Because God, I want you to love me and me alone. So sometimes it's good things. Sometimes it's opinions. Sometimes you worship opinions. Like, like, it's when we allow ourselves to become more concerned about what others think than what God thinks. So I'm going to speak up. I know I need to speak up, but what are they going to think? I'm going to speak up, but what, what are they going to say? I, I want to worship God, but you see, I'm just afraid. And I'm more concerned about what others think than about what God thinks. So I play it out in here. So we show up in here and you, you, you want to worship God. You want to lift your voice. You might even want to try to, some of you first time, kind of lift your hand a little bit and, you know, like one of them churches and, and, but you're going, but what are people going to think? Like, what are they, what are they going to say? Like, I don't, I don't, I may help you. No one's thinking about you. I remember the first time I, I showed up to a, to a church like this. Here's what I mean by a church like this. I mean, we just love to worship. We're just like, I'm not going to stand there and think of how great God is like this. And then show up to a football game and let them think that they're greater than God. Not going to happen. Like, and so I remember first time in a, in a youth group, and I and I'm going. I'm going to do it today. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to lift my hands and worship. I'm going to songs going. It hits the spot. I'm just like, look. No one's looking. No one was looking at me. Everybody, but it was a step. And I had to get over this. Like, what do people think? I don't care what people think. See, I live before an audience of. Come on, one, one. Because the reason I bring that up is if it affects you in here on Sunday, it's going to affect you at work on Monday. If I can't worship God and give him priority and value and worth amongst a bunch of people who are giving God priority and worth, and value, if I can't do it here, how in the world am I going to do it when I get, up, get, to, get to work on Monday and no one's doing it? Not on our staff, by the way. They're all doing it, just so you know. Uh, things are great at my work. But at your work, you might got issues, right? So I just, you got to train your heart. Like, I, I, I'm not going to allow opinions to be in the top spot, ever. God's in the top spot. Amen? John chapter 12 says this. Nevertheless, many, uh, many, even of the rulers, believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they were not confessing him for fear that they would be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the approval of men. Go on to the next part. For they loved the approval of men more than the approval of God. Be very careful. Here's the other thing. Feelings. 
feelings. Sometimes you put your feelings in the top spot. Um, So this is when we just want to do what we feel instead of what God says. What happened? When I do what I feel and not what God says, I'm putting more value on my feelings than God. I'm, I'm letting it fall into that, my feelings fall in that top spot. So, so now instead of God guiding my life, what I feel like God's my, guides my life. There's a word for it, it's called hedonism. Uh, we, leave, we live right now in a hedonistic society. Uh, it sounds like this, don't judge me, that's how I feel. This is, this is how I wanna do it. Don't, hey, don't try to correct me. I need you to approve me. I, I need you, I need, why don't you affirm me? Why don't you, come on, what, what is that? It's hedonism. We're going, what I feel is what matters. Listen, what, what you, feelings are great. God gave us feelings. God, God, God gave us emotion. God, God gave us all of that, right? But now, now listen, be very careful because feelings are not your God. Feelings, listen, your feelings Your feelings can lead you astray. Your feelings can lead you into danger. Your, 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 feeling, your feeling, I'm sorry, I hate it. Your feelings are not always right. The Bible actually says, says, let me tell you about the heart. The heart is deceitfully wicked above all things who can know it. Like be very careful with that. Just follow your heart. Bad advice. Listen, here's what we need. Not what do I we don't, we don't need authenticity to what we feel, right? We, we need integrity to live in what's right. And there's two different ways of life. I want to be authentic to what I feel. It's okay to have feelings, but my goodness, friends, there's also these things like, like what's right. Like, try it. Get, when you get pulled over for running the red light and the cop pulls you over, say, what's the deal? So I just kind of felt, kind of felt like it. I just felt like I felt felt like I didn't want to listen. I kind of felt like it'd be more fun. I kind of felt like, no, listen, that's not, I don't care how you feel. There is a right and wrong. Does that make sense? And we can't live our lives just going, I I kind of feel like if it's a red light, don't go through it. It's making sense, everybody. Come on. I I hope so. Uh, So, because we got to be very, very, very careful about this. Um, I'm telling you, you're never going to like feel like paying your bills, but you better, right? Um, let me tell you, when you feel like um, when you feel like cheating on something and you don't, that could actually be an act of worship. You know why? Because listen, I'm actually choosing to honor God right now. I'm worshiping God right now. When, when you when you feel like telling them off, come on, you have before. Come on, you're gonna get, you're gonna get, you're gonna give them a tongue lashing, and you choose not to. You know, that could be actually be an act of worship. Why? Because I'm letting, I'm, I'm submitting my tongue. I'm submitting my feelings to God and saying, God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to treat that boss? How do you want me to treat those people at work? How do you, how do you want me talking about the people who are talking wrong about me? How do you want, I'm going to worship you. They might not even know it, but they have been the source of my worship all week because I have been choosing to honor God instead of give them what it, I think I feel they need. Does that make sense, everybody? So be very, very careful to not let your emotions override your worship or to become the thing that you worship. 
We're, we're not supposed to wait on a feeling. We're supposed to give God worship that he deserves no matter what I'm feeling. Amen, everybody? I'm going to worship God. Hebrews 13 says this, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. What's that mean? Sometimes you're not going to feel it. Sometimes it's a sacrifice. Amen? So, one more. I think one of the other things that we allow to become uh, top spot in our life is, um, is complacency. Now, let me explain this. Complacency. I think we far too easily settle into ruts and we just start going through the motions. Like, I, I, I think we end up just showing up to church. Why? Because that's what I've done. I just, some of you, not all of you, some of you, like your first time, you're like, what is going on today? Like, what? But others of you, you've been doing this your whole, you grew up just going to church, going to church. And now, now you're in this thing. What, why are you here? Because it's what you do on Sunday, right? And it's what we do. And I think there's churches all across America. They're filled with people that are just showing up and just showing up. And, and you guys, I'm glad you're showing up. You need to show up. Like God, God asks us to, to show up and that's great. But I want you to understand this, everybody. Uh, God wants us to do a little bit more than showing up. I think God calls us to do more than show up. He, he calls us to engage with our hearts. He calls us to not fall into complacency, but to lean in with our lives. You all right, everybody? Listen, Matthew chapter five, verse eight says this. These people, they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. So the lips are saying all the right things. They know all the songs. They, they say all the right things. But God's like, I'm not just after a, an autopilot type of experience or an autopilot type of uh, relationship. Come on, try, try putting, any of you married in here, put your marriage on autopilot. Like, and just kind of go through the motions. I tell you something, it, it's already spiraling. I mean, you're, what, you're, what your spouse wants is fresh and real and, and genuine and authentic. They don't want lip service. They want your heart. Come on, are you with me? My kids don't want me um, talking to them out of some, some parenting book I read. And I'm just quoting stuff that I read. I'm supposed to say this to you. Hold on. They don't want that. What do they want? They want to hear my heart. They want dad to sit down and go, hey, here's, how I, here's what's happening. I'm going to talk to you. I love you. And I'm not just saying that because I was told to say that. I'm saying that because I really love you so much. You feel the difference? And I think if we're not careful... We could fall into this place, everybody, where we're just in a rut. God wants your heart. Some of you love God, but you're chasing everything else. You love God, but you're giving your heart to everything else. You love God, but you're, you're giving your adoration to everything else. And I, I think, friends, listen, it's finally time to go all in with God. Like everything, God, I'm all in with you. God, like you're, you're on top of my list. You get everything in me, God. I'm not, I'm not just going through the motions, Lord. I'm leaning in. I'm, God, I'm, I'm pressing in. Because if you're not careful, you'll fall into a rut. Yes. Now, I want to help you get out of those ruts. That's what all the rest of August is about. 
That's what, that's tomorrow when we start prayer, I'm telling you, you get on Instagram and you listen to the, the, the prayer devo and join us in prayer and be thinking about that thing through the day. Actually, tomorrow I, I'm doing a little bit on, on how to spend some five minutes in worship and five minutes in prayer and five minutes in God's word. Somebody like five minutes, that's not enough. You go 10, you go 15 minutes in each other. Hey, but some of us, we've never even spent a minute and I just want to, I want to get you going. I want to help you to start moving your heart Godward. Amen? Because here's my, here's my goal. Here's my goal in this series and over this season. You ready? James chapter four, as the worship team comes up. James chapter four says this. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Amen? Like, let me ask you a question. Would your life be a lot better over these next three weeks if God came close? Come on, anybody. Amen? Well, guess what? It's your move. God says, you take a step toward me, I'll come running to meet you. So if you're going, my life will get a whole lot better if God was close. <laughs> guess what? He made his move. And all I'm encouraging you to do is, come on, you make yours. You, like, you ever, you're, you're playing chess. It's like, it's your move. Like, like, there's no more motion forward until you make your move. You see? So I want you to join us over the next several weeks. Join us on Monday. Get there on Saturdays, amen? And on Saturdays, we're going to corporately pray together. We gather together, pray everyone. Get there on Saturdays. Be at that park across the street. Um, get there, get there, get there. What does God ultimately want from us? Oh, I'm going to say this one. Uh, we get the keys on, that'd be great. Um, I, need, I need them. Isaiah said that. He said, somebody bring me a harpist, right? And uh, somebody get me some keys on. Um, what is your step? Take a step toward God. Step toward God. For some of you, your step toward God, it's, it's joining us in all the prayer and getting involved in all that. For others of you, your step toward God is, you're gonna lead a crew this season. Come on, God, God nudged your heart in the beginning, but you're gonna lead a crew this season. For others of you, your, your step toward God, oh, mm, almost, feels better. For some of you, come on, your step toward God is you're gonna develop a devotional life. Take a step, some others are you gonna take a step in worship. We're going to worship and, and you're just gonna start to be a little more expressive in worship, okay? But here's what I'm gonna say is, let's all take a step toward God, amen? And God, he says, will come running to meet us. I'm going to close with one more verse. Church, if you'd stand on your feet with me this morning. Book of Mark. God, what do you want from your people? God, what do you want? Is what he says. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating and Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he says, well, I got a question for you. Of all the commandments, what's most important? Like, like God, what is the one thing you want? If like, you could just boil it down for me here. Like, what is it you're after? What, God, would you just, Jesus, would you just give us that and watch what Jesus says? The most important one, Jesus said, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. 
Love the Lord your God. Come on. With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Come on. Your heart and soul. Let me ask you a question here, buddy. Where's your affection? What do you love most? Guys, I just want you to love me most. Just fall in love with me most. Take anything else that's been competing for that number one love spot in your life and say, no, sorry, not today. God is the one I love. I mean, spend some time here. I want, I'll, I'll help you. I'll help you fall in love with God a little bit. You know, I, I think, I think if you're not in love with God, this all becomes very hard because what you end up with is religion. What you end up with is, is, is um, legalism. When, when you don't love God, Christianity is, it's like, what, what are we doing? But when you love God, it's easy. Fall in love with God. Let me help you. Go through your day to day between now and when you put your head on your pillow and you just do this. Thank God for everything you could possibly thank God for, for the rest of your day. I want you to walk out here and go, God, thank you for the breath you put in my lungs. God, thank you for the job you gave me. God, thank you for the season I'm in right now. Because even if I don't have a job right now, we know you don't waste the season I'm in right now. God, thank you that you're working in me right now. You're teaching me right now. God, thank you. Thank you that for the friends you have given me. Thank you for the fact that I got to go to church today. Thank you for that. And just start thanking God. Watch, you'll fall in love with God because you realize he has given you and I more than we ever deserve. Hey, let me give you one. Thank you, Jesus that you loved us enough to give us your life so that we could have life. Let's just start there. Just start thanking God. All your heart and soul. So what do you love most? All your mind. What do you think about most? What do you think about most? Like let your thoughts be brought back toward God all this week. Just think about God. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Acknowledge Him. Acknowledge Him. All my, everything I'm doing, just going to acknowledge God. Come on, I'm just going to, all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, all my strength. God, I give you all my abilities. I just, every, everything is yours. I'm going to serve you with what you've given me. So you've given me the ability to teach. Teachers, teach as under the Lord. Jesus has given you the ability to, man, you're an accountant, then you account as unto God. And worship God with your abilities. That, by the way, is what's happening here at Citizens every time you show up. You thought they were just parking cars? Sorry, they're worshiping God. Hey, you thought that they're just over there teaching your kids? No, sorry, they're worshiping God, right? Because they're taking what God has given them and using it to bring glory to Him. Come on, church, amen. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Citizens Church. It's our prayer that through this message, God would impact and inspire your life. If you have any questions for us or would like to let us know how God is using these messages in your life, please let us know by sending an email to connect at citizenschurch.org. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online and help in seeing more lives changed through the work here at Citizens Church. Thank you so much for joining us. Gotta, gotta keep on.